Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, is everybody on this radio show wearing a mask? If I see you not wearing one, I'm going to have a rant. Oh, wacko. Do I'm, it. I'm a short guy. <laughs> what, makes, what made Tom Cruise from different from any other mom or dad in America yelling at their kids? Absolutely. We're going to talk I, about that later. But yeah. your damn mask. Wear your mask. I made a promo today out of your, uh, your talk with uh, Liz Winstead the other day where she's like, I understand people can have different opinions, but can we just agree that a mask is not a bad thing? Yeah. And she's like... Such a hard thing to do, I saw a woman with a t-shirt that said, I'm not putting a mask on my unborn child. And she's like, well, you're wearing pants. (laughs) That was funny. So I made a promo out of that today. I got a kick out of that. Oh, that was good. It's Wednesday. Yes, it is. Hump day. It's hump day. But we have to remember um, someone who is near and dear to our heart to the show um, got a letter from Doug uh, Rutz today, and his wife was a friend of the show going back to the very, very beginning. beginning. Sniglet Shar is what she referred to herself as because she constantly, um, she always cut out little sniglets are little, little jokes, little funny funnies, little word teases, little plays on anything. And she let us know um, last year we exchange holiday cards. She always comes and sees us at the fair two or three times a year and um, always sends both of us birthday cards with sniglets in them. And uh, she uh, passed away um, on November 11th of ovarian cancer. And she let us know last December in our holiday card that she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, which is a tough, tough cancer. And a tough diagnosis. Right. It's right up there with pancreatic or pancreatic cancer. And and anyway, and we'd been exchanging uh, cards um, and trying to just send her funny ones. And she sent us little notes and she was just so upbeat and so optimistic and 14 months. And uh, she she lost that on Veterans Day. And um, she was just. She a was a highlight. Person. She was a highlight for us and a wonderful person. And Doug, her husband, and they would come to the fair and they'd always sit there and wave and, and she, watch the whole show always. since day one. Day one. And so we have, and she always thanked us um, for this making her laugh and making us smile. And she always made us laugh and smile. And like you said, it, we've been on the air 18 and a half years. So it's been, Lori. I was crying so hard. Oh, I mean, it's I the just, saddest. I was so it's... upset. She was only 54 years old and um, just, you know, a, a, a neat lady. And yeah. um, 
And her, she drove herself to her virtue or her, you know, class reunion uh, in class October. Reunion that was like probably outside. And she was just a neat gal and so funny. So, so funny and sweet. And we're so sad for Doug, too. Yeah, and her, the family. Because they were crazy for each other. Mm-hmm. And it was always, um, Doug wrote in a note, I believe my job as a husband was to make her laugh every day. And I think I accomplished that. Aww. So um, he sent us a Christmas card. And so she was such a joy. Yeah. I let Donnie know because Donnie yeah, needs Donnie, yeah. I mean, you know, she always made sure to say hi to to everyone and she's like, Donnie, I'm not forgetting about you, you know, because sometimes Rocco, as you may find out, okay. you get forgotten. Uh, like the, I've made peace with that. You've already. made peace yeah. with okay. that. All right. Well, good. Anyway, so um, just super sad, super sad, super sad, um, super hard time of the year. Oh, super, can you believe it for, no, family? for families? I know An- another in my family's mom passed away. It's a hard time. Yeah. Really? Just a, yeah. So anyway, well, here is a story that would uh, will make um, it really. It's it's so unbelievable. And Mackenzie Scott, Jeff, and who is she? Jeff Bezos' ex. Um, uh-huh. This summer, she's part of. She, she signed on to the Giving Pledge, vowing yep. to give away at least half of her fortune to charity. And although it's likely she's going to give it. Almost all of it away this summer. She donated 1.7 billion to 117 charities, and she's just announced in a letter that was published on Medium that she's given an additional 4.2 billion wow. to 384 organizations. And in the letter, she writes, you know, she had a team figure out where the, the money need. could make the most difference yeah. and. Um, the part that kind of will choke you up reading the letter is about how people, you know, just burst into tears, crying and all these other kinds of things because it's her immense wealth is going to make such a big difference. And she also gave away the money without any stipulations. Yeah. And the St. Paul YWCA got $3 million. Oh, nice. And... um One thing she writes in her letter, which I chuckled about, because she said she wants to give away her money uh, till the safe is empty. Okay. And um, she said this, she writes in this essay, this pandemic has been a wrecking ball in the lives of Americans already struggling, economic losses, health uh, outcomes. Meanwhile, it has substantially increased the wealth of billionaires. Mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos. She's, of course, still the 18th richest person in the world. And she has she's worth about 61 billion. And in the Bezos divorce agreement, she had Amazon stock and cash. Yeah. But he's barely he's given away like a hundred million dollars, which is like a hundred dollars to me and you. I mean, it's absolutely nothing. So maybe that'll, you know, Prompt him to prompt do him to do something, mm-hmm. but uh, the, in the summer she gave a lot of the money to black colleges and universities in July to fund scholarships. But I mean, almost six billion dollars in six months. I mean, think of what a difference that is yeah, going to make awesome. in people's lives. Awesome. So, and you know, in her letter she listed all the things, and um, you know, I guess Bezos gave all of his Amazon employees like a turkey voucher for like 
By she lists that in the a letter? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, gosh, no. I was going to say, no. she does not. No, but she was very specific. They did, you know, how they did the research to make sure who, and it's all kinds of charities, but That's yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I know. So that is really, it's like Goodwill, Meals on Wheels, YWA, CA, United Way, um, the ACE, which is a access capital for entrepreneurs, where a lot of people get stuff, and then the Global Fund for Women. So, anyway, good on you, Mackenzie no Scott. And I love how she dropped his name. You know? Oh, yeah. It, there's no Bezos. There's no Amazon in that name. There's. Uh, all right. And then, uh, you know, the governor announced uh, stuff today. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You've got the highlights, or you want me to do it? Well, well, well. There, yeah, there's, there's some good stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> basically, the new order goes into effect, uh, and it will go through Sunday, January 10th. The big thing is that, like, the 90% hospital bed capacity. So, gym and fitness studios are going to be opening up, not that class classes, till right. January 4th. Mass will be required at all times, even when exercising. And bars and restaurants, they'll stay closed for indoor dining, but they can do outdoor dining and uh, basically like the indoor entertainment venues. No bowling, bowling until no tennis, no, yeah, January eleventh is. Uh, but they are letting um, people. They're saying indoor social gatherings and gather with one other household up to ten people, and they're recommending people wear masks in the house. Right. And, uh, of course, outdoors, social gatherings. I think people have been doing those anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit, but, yeah, that's the big thing is the 90%. Yep, they're trying to get, and then mid-January, get the elementary schools back up yeah. and running. Yeah. So that happened today at one fifteen, and people are praising it and yelling at it. So yep. 50-50, the usual. What, that's so 2020. That Isn't is it? that I think is an excellent way to sum up 2020. 50 50. Right. 50, it's, 50. Everything has been 50 50. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. All right. Listen, uh, when we get back, it's a story we can't get enough of. Why, thank you. Feliz Navidad to you, Jose Feliciano. Julia, Tom Cruise lost every single piece of his mind on the crew members of Mission Impossible 7 for breaching COVID 19 rules. Let's have GMA give us the report with the very edited audio that somebody on the set sold to the sun. And then yep. that's why Tom Cruise was trending last night. Here we yep. go. There was one risk Tom Cruise reportedly wasn't willing to take. We are not shutting this movie down. In a recording published by The Sun, the Hollywood superstar heard berating crew members for reportedly violating coronavirus safety protocols. I don't Tom sort of encountered two crew members standing together looking at a computer screen, obviously violating uh, UK protocols that all crew must stand at least two meters apart, um, and apparently uh, just became incensed. The tirade echoing the passion he's portrayed in many of his on-screen characters. I will massacre you! I will you up! Should we or should we not follow the advice? But real money and livelihoods are on the line for thousands of film workers. You can hear crews making that point. That's it! 
apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their homes because our industry is shut down. With the film industry nearly shuttered, schedules delayed, big-budget movies being released straight to streaming, there's a lot riding on the success of a major film like Mission Impossible 7. Mm-hmm. Whoa, well, I mean... It's been shut down three times. Yeah, yeah, That's, it has. It so, has been shut down three times, and for with people getting COVID, and Tom... Getting hurt. And... Spent a half a million dollars on the cruise ship. Yep, to put everyone. The, put everyone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's not wrong about this. I don't this. think he's wrong either. I really, I think. But he, the 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 the, f- the venom. The, f- the venom the- is a red flag, and the fury sounds like a mini miscavage. I mean, the way he was just like he's screaming, ex- screaming, and screaming but, but you don't well we don't know we don't know how many times they've been warned we don't know all the backstory we don't know everything else but at some point in time that would scare the crap out of me if anybody you know was that yeah. violent it would i would paralyze me yeah um with that sort of um screaming but yet at the same time he what he said is you know we're trying to, the industry is trying to figure out their industry, like all industries are figuring out how to make it work right now. I think he lost it because he doesn't, A, have a life, and oh, right. B, he, he, they've already they've been shut down three times, yep. and this has got to be the most expensive. They're going over the insurance, all this stuff. He probably just lost his mind because people are trying to keep everybody from getting it, and... uh Anyway, he was just, uh, he really lost it. I, I wanted to yell in the middle of that. But yeah, but I wish you'd show that passion for where, Shelley. Oh, he <laughs> gave up on Shelley years ago. Rocco, have you ever been yelled at like that besides by us? Oh, you know, <laughs> I was just thinking about like that, this. you know, because we keep it pretty tight here and everybody masks right? up and everybody's, you know, pulling together. But could you imagine if like Steve Patterson just went on a rant on us, you no. know? No. I mean, we'd be like, yeah, we agree with you, dude. But, you know, just. You need a scream. Wait a wait a. Well, the ladies on the ladies on the View all expressed support for Tom, except for Sarah Haynes. Uh huh. She said the way he yelled and the way he lost it. It was a big red flag to her that something else was going on. Right. But Joy and Sunny and Anna Navarro, they were just like, and Whoopi, they were just like, well, he ain't wrong. Well, he isn't wrong with yeah. the message overall, but again, the delivery. I and I just don't know if everybody in right now, not just Tom Cruise, everybody's on edge. But well, in, in his particular thing, it doesn't matter because he's the leader. Yeah, he's yeah. the leader there. He could say, "This is it." Yeah, I mean, I think we all. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I'll lose it sometimes. Of course. And I'm th- so pissed if someone recorded us when we lose it. Well, I think, too, with Tom Cruise, you know, yes, people, I mean, he's... He's still the chief enabler of what I consider a criminal organization that destroys people's lives, bankrupts, and separates family. Um, you know, so there's that uh, going on. Well, and and Miscavige, who uh, Mike, um, what's Rinder? Yeah, I think he spoke out about this today too, and just said this is not unusual. This is the way Tom Cruise was is. taught. Yeah, to scream by the leader of his church and his confidant and his dear friend and miscavige miscavige yeah you know this is how they treat people yeah but i but at, we've never heard this from tom cruise before at a movie no, set because everybody loves working with him yeah. they say he's a genius he's he's collaborative so this is just the breaking you yeah. know when you think about it it stopped in february then he rents a get buys a big cruise ship and you know he's got back end money he's involved in this success yeah, yeah, of this yeah, yeah, yeah. and when everything is just going to and he doesn't have a personal life. Well, you need to get laid. It would burn off some steam. <laughs> yeah. You know, it would yeah. burn off some steam for him. So I just think it's just, I think it kind of summarizes the way a lot of people want yeah. to scream right now, too. Right. And, you know, Not every, that it's right. every time I see photos of Because I would be scared to death. On the set, though, he's always double masked and everything, you know. So he probably, it's not a surprise that he runs a tight ship, but it's not a surprise he yells like a mini miscavage, just but, exploding but I don't, like that. I think this is... An exception, not the norm, though, for him. Probably, probably, because so, uh, a couple days ago, this this bakery sounds, uh, this cake sounds so oh, good. Tell that me what's in it. This family-run bakery in Wooddale, California, claims that Tom Cruise has single-handedly kept, kept them, in, them business. in business because, for according to Rosie O'Donnell, the official start to the Christmas season is when she gets her holiday gift from. Tommy, Tommy, that's what she calls Tom Cruise. She used to be crazy in love with him. For about a decade, Tom Cruise has gifted friends, co-stars, and TV show hosts the white chocolate coconut bunt cake oh from gosh. Doan's Bakery, D-O-A-N. D-O-A-N. And Bakery. And, I mean, he gives everybody in the business, anyone he's co-starred with, he still sends Barbara Walters, all the talk show hosts, Henry Cavill, because they've acted together, and he, he, um, they just said that Doan Bakery just said, you know, he has is that they've been baking the cake for like 25 years, right? Um, they opened in 1984, it's just a unique cake, but well, you can't even order it, you have to call them, yeah, you have to call them, but, but oh my gosh, it looks it's kept them in business, yeah, I see, Doan it. Bakery, but I it see really it. sounds amazing, doesn't White it? White chocolate coconut cake. Bunt. Ooh. All right. Are All you right. hungry for some cake, Rock? I am. I, am. I love uh, coconut. Let's do this. I do, too. All right. Coming All up right. next, Todd Peterson is joining us, and he's going to talk to us about a Christmas family, Peterson, which you're going to be able to hear right here on this very radio station. Oh, thank you so much for playing that delightful song. And we are delighted to have on one of our personal favorites, Todd Peterson. And Todd Peterson has been working in the MyTalk studios with Peter Rothstein and B. Arthur um, for weeks to put together a re 
kind of imagining of a Christmas Carol Peterson, the podcast. Hey, Toddy. Hi, Julia. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. You know it. Uh, and if people haven't, you know, Christmas Carol Peterson is usually a live performance that you have. So funny. So funny. And Todd, have you been doing it? Hi, Hi. Have you been doing it about 20 years? We've Peter and I wrote a Christmas Carol Peterson 20 years ago, like right now. The first performance was in 2000. And then we performed it for nine years at the Loring, old Loring Playhouse. Remember that? That's right. where you guys saw it. Yeah. Yes. And then we did it at the at the um, Ordway McKnight for yes. a year, and took some time off, and then came back and did it at the at the have done it at the Ritz, Ritz. Theater Las Vegas Home Theater. And this year, you know, theater um, sadly, frustratingly, is um, on a long intermission. And so I think it was when Peter did that radio show, The mm-hmm. War of the Worlds, with you guys. Yeah. that was such a big hit. Um, um, Amy Daniels and um, Peter got together and cooked up this idea. You know what? What else could we do? What What other shows might work? Theater, theater, stage shows might work on the radio. And Peter said, "How about Christmas Carol Peterson?" And called me, and and we're we're back at it. Well, we're so delighted. I can't wait to hear it, and I kind of heard bits of it. And can you describe what the show is for people who have never seen it? In a nutshell, it is about my mother, Carol, Carol Peterson. Oh, it's so good to talk to you ladies. It's been quite a while. It really um, is. And it's, it's about my mom who loves Christmas, who loves every holiday, actually, and loves a celebration and loves a party and loves a parade and loves a get-together and a picnic. And, um, and she happened to have a son, me, who does not love those things, especially mm-hmm. Christmas. And so it's sort of a, a, a gentle battle between a happy, happy, happy mother and sort of a scroogey son oh. who is reluctant to participate in the holidays. And I tell a whole bunch of family stories of growing up in Mankato. I'm actually in Mankato right now as we speak. Okay. And... Um, so I have stories about going Christmas caroling with my family, and we include all those crazy Christmas letters that my mom used to write, you know, the family update kind. Yes. And, um, and uh, the setting up the tree. But the show also has um, some more serious notes to it. Uh, the, you know, a lot of people, myself included, have str- struggle at this time of year. It's not, it's not a, the happiest time of year for a lot right? of people. And so there's a there's a bit of melancholy that runs throughout the show, and you know we we we're taking our cue from Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, and Scrooge, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge certainly was not happy at this time of year. Either. <laughs> right. So so we include that. There's a very poignant uh, moment in the show when my mom is calling me, "Hello, hello, hello, pick up, pick up, pick up," <laughs> and I don't pick up the phone because I just want to be left alone, and. Um, it breaks the mother's heart that her her kid is is by himself on Christmas right. and and not feeling the joy, and I think that's a, that's uh, along with all the laughter, and that, which I think is what people remember about Christmas Carol Peterson. There there is a very human story about loneliness and alienation and struggle. I, that that is also true of this joyful season. 
Right. In, and in it might be even more so this, this year. year in 2020. You know? You know? And the gift of... I, I, I think there's a, there is a lot of loneliness. I think a lot of people are frustrated um, and sad mm-hmm. that they're going to be spending the holiday by themselves. So hopefully our our happy show... Um, funny show will will bring some joy we also have a lot of music mm-hmm. uh, uh, brenda lee will be singing rocking around the christmas tree and we have jose feliciano and uh, darlene love and johnny mathis and of course Joni mitchell's river which mm-hmm. has always been a big hit in um a big important piece of christmas carol peterson but this year we're not using the singers that we have in the past right. jody yes and Dom Wooten and my husband Ryan Lee has been a has been in the show for a couple of years. And Sarah Oaks, nope. We, we I've really missed working with them on this, but we've got we've got these others. We've got the we've got the real recordings. Right. That okay. Is, yep. Is if you with us. if you're just joining us, we're talking with Todd Peterson starting next Monday through next Thursday at 7 p.m. on my talk after our replay plays. Um, you are going to be able to hear um, the broadcast of Christmas Carol Peterson with Todd. And here's a little sampling of Todd's mom and Todd having a little conversation. So in the broadcast, there'll be live music, real music. But in the podcast, because it's digital, when people download the podcast, you won't be able to hear the li- the real songs because the licensing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Toddy, I, I just love... And I know you're a huge fan of the Partridge family and get yeah. happy. And, and you just, this show brings so much joy. But like you said, there's a poignant, you know, stream through it all about the season's hard for people too. And it isn't always happy, happy, happy. But this show has made us so happy. And I know that David Lozinski from First Equity Mortgage is presenting this show and made it possible for us to be airing it next week. Because it, it took a lot of time and hours to put together and money, and um, he went. He has been to your show every year, you know. Yeah. And he's a big fan, and we're very grateful for his support. He's such a fan, boy. He's he's a my talker. He is a my talk um, angel. Is there an age? Do you think for this? Yeah, we say um, that twelve and above. It's probably best for twelve and above, not because it's racy or anything, yeah. but there's there's uh, there are believers in a in a certain yeah Santa Claus mm-hmm. that um, don't want they won't want to listen right. to this exactly. So twelve and up, okay. Yeah. Well, twelve and up, I think that's a good age. Okay, so now you're in in Mankato. Um, yeah. And it's probably been, I mean, I'm thinking of you and all of our other actor friends, and you talk about loneliness that's in this show, but what a lonely year for all you guys. Right. It, it, it is. I, I'm actually in Mankato. Carol and Dwayne, my mom and dad, are still in Mankato, but they moved to senior living uh, recently. And okay. so my husband, Ryan, and I are down here sort of organizing the house and getting it ready to sell and you know we're usually the the kids all come home to Carol and Duane and they're they are quarantined at the at the senior living center and um sad you know just yeah. just really really broken hearted that they won't have their kids and grandkids around them we're grateful that they're that safe. they're that they're safe um uh and and that, and also actually that there's 
that they have a, so, a bit of a social life there. You know, they are able to go down to dinner and sit at tables 10 feet apart and yeah. yell at each other. Right. But that's room. nice. Todd, is your mom, is she, has she liked the, uh, that she's been memorialized in this play? She loves it. She, she does. Yep. We've it, met her. Has, I know. Yes. It has so much meaning. <laughs> she, 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 she really likes it. She, she, number one, kind of likes the, the fame. She right. likes her name up in lights. But she also likes the way that my family is presented. My um, my parents are uh, very liberally loving, and they they have been world travelers. They were Nebraska farm kids that ended up being world travelers. And my mother worked at the international student office. So when they retired from the university, they traveled the world visiting my mom's former students. Oh, cool. And my my home was always a very inclusive home. There's a a line in the show where my, my dad says, gays, Jews, Muslims, always a place at the table at Dwayne and Carol Peterson. <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's been true. My, my parents ride in the float at the, in the gay pride parade and um, are, are just very loving. And I think she and my father appreciate they don't really like that their kid has lost their, his religion and doesn't, doesn't mm-hmm. appreciate uh, the um, religious holidays, but they do like that I have carried on their tradition of inclusivity and acceptance and um, connection That's lovely. throughout the world. That's lovely, yeah. Todd. Well, yeah, we, we, we were so happy to see your face in here a couple of weeks ago, and we've seen you on and off. And we just want to thank you, Peter Rothstein, um, Amy, and our staff. The Christmas Carol Peterson, it starts next Monday night. It's at no charge right here on My Talk 1071. We'll, we have a lot of reminders going. And if you don't get a chance to hear the programs Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday night, which It'll just make you smile and feel warm because the music's with it. We also will have the podcast. But Merry Christmas to you, which I know you love hearing, to you and yours and your folks and family and friends. And we just are so proud to be able to be in partnership with you guys. And thanks to David for a second. Yeah, thank thank you. Thank you, my talk and Amy Daniels. She was just great. I also want to thank Denise Prosek for the podcast. We don't have all the music, but Denise, our musical director, will be playing in, in between each of the stories, little Christmas songs. She, she's been an important part of the process, too. Wonderful. Thank you. All right, honey. Cheers. All right. Love you. Cheers. We'll see you all on the right. other side. And when we come back, um, okay. <gasps> Someone went home last night. Was it a do or was it a don't? We'll be right back. That's uh, Bobby Helms, and uh, he's in the top ten this week with this song. Mariah's back at one. Jingle Bell Rock. Uh, We've turned into Bobby DJs. Helms. Yeah, we have. And then uh, Brenda Lee. All of them. Woo! Donnie would be proud. Donnie yes. would be proud. Who's yes. the um? Oh, never mind. The love character. We don't know what you're talking about. Something love that used to sing on David Letterman. Darlene Love. Darlene yeah. Love. Thank you. I forgot her first name. Yeah. She is like massively in a movie. Um, a Netflix, uh, Hallmark movie, like huge role as a singer. Oh, and, really? Yeah. She was, I, I, I have to remember what movie it is, but I'm like, I think that's Darlene Love. 
And I looked it up and it was. And I'm like, wow, right. good for her. Good for yeah, her. Yeah, she would always play, I forget what the name of the song is. We'll have to look it up later. Uh, but she was singing she, on Letterman. Yes. Love that song. That's it was a good kind one. of fun. Yeah. Do you remember when you two kind of brought that back on that very special Christmas album? Like yes. in the mid 80s? That, that's kind of where a lot of people first heard it, you know, because it had kind of disappeared for a while. And I think that helped bring it back. Yeah. yeah. That, right. Their version's pretty great, too. Very. Yes, it is. Okay. So. The most boring episode of The Bachelorette happened last night. The hometown dates at the La Quinta Resort. I did so much fast forwarding. Yeah, they weren't great. It's a tie. It's that 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 episode is always well. First of all, there's too much feelings being discussed for me and the family and everything. No, oh no, no, no. For Uh people who barely know each other, I'm not going to listen to that tomfoolery. So I was able to fast forward, but my guy, Julia, that I want her to end up with is Ivan. Oh, they're darling. Are they're they darling. going to? What is your little... We're not going to give the spoiler No, alert. but what do you think? I, I like him the best. Um, I was listening to some other people that think that he's crossed over to the friend zone. I think Ted was saying this on Jason's show. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, because he, he's a big Bachelor fan. Yeah. And well, um, he was the only one who Tasha didn't go running and, and jumping, sit, jumping in her into arms, her arm. They, and and I, wrapping her legs around the like waist. I like Zach. I can't. Well, you said you already know who wins. No, no, no. I don't know who. Reality Steve had to backtrack on the story that because he published. Because we thought it was about, something else. That somebody removed themselves yes. from the competition. Because that was yesterday we were discussing this. Well, I don't care. I still think it's something fun to watch. Yeah. No, it was fine. But I I was like all into watching the, I mid, some... the mid-season finale of Big Sky, which had a unbelievable cliffhanger. I can't wait. I'm watching that You haven't tonight. watched it? No. I watched... So anyway, that's a two-part Bachelorette yeah. next week. She's going to have the fantasy Sweets, sweets and then at La, La Quinta. Everything will happen and it'll all be done. Yeah, and it'll all be done. And I don't know uh, if she ends up engaged or dating. Well, you or... know, we, it's weird that we've heard kind of nothing about who she's with. So I wonder... Well, if... that's why they keep getting Claire and Dale out there because they're, you know, trying to distract us with a lot. We've forgotten about them. We don't even care, yeah. right? It still works. This Bachelorette season, I think... It's Probably is one of their most watched because of the situation we're in right now. Yep. Live programming, real fresh programming. I bet it's one of the best. Yeah. 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 Um, Even did, though we're staying at the La Quinta in Palm Springs. La Quinta. Um, no, it was, uh, I, I loved when Ivan's mom said this. I don't trust any of this. No, I know. No, well, she was would? hysterical. And I'm trying to figure out if they've known each other for two weeks now or three weeks. It's like four. Four or five weeks has in it, real time. Has in it the time really yeah. been that long? Okay. Yeah, it might even be eight weeks, Julia. Oh, I didn't know it was that long. Because Claire ate up time and yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The, you know. Right. Did you see Callie Cuoco and I Anderson did. Cooper on Watch What Happens Live? I did. She was delightful. Darlene. And the flight attendant, which has its finale on HBO Max tomorrow night, the it last episode night. drops. Okay. The eighth and final episode. She's the star and the executive producer. Here's what she has to say about season two, which is based on a book. That didn't have a season two. That's right. Here okay. we go. Is someone working on what a second season might look like story-wise? Yes. 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 
right now. Okay, very, very good. <laughs> very, very we're good. Prepped in case we get the call, we're, we're ready. I have to say, I mean, coming off of such a major run on Big Bang, it must be so exciting and gratifying to, to land in, in this show that everybody's talking about. I mean, like, that must be really exciting for you. Thanks, Andy. You know, it's crazy. I, I I expected a lot more judgment, to be honest with you. I mean, I've been in this business for three decades, and I, I expect negativity, and I expect judgment, and I, I've i been so flattered by the warmth the show received. I'm very, I really have been, so I've been very surprised, and I'm really touched by it. I so, liked her so much getting to know her during the interview last night. I was really yeah, into yeah, her. Yeah. She was, I loved her John Ritter story oh. about working with him and he was a corny guy and he would walk around and put potato chips or a tortilla chip on his shoulder and then walk up to people and say, do I have a chip on my shoulder? And I then even walk wrote away. that down because I thought so that funny. was so corny and funny yeah. to do to people. I did a, um, I love playing little, little jokes on Casey and mm-hmm. I, I did a good one this morning. What'd you do? I gave him a good morning kiss and then I... Slipped a rubber band completely around his whole big ear. To do what? Just to see how long it would be before he noticed he had a rubber band on his ears. Did he even notice? No. Half hour. Oh, that's hysterical. So you just put a rubber band and just watched him to see if he would even notice. Yeah, and I just kind of rubbed the side of his head and just, you know, and then I just like slung the thing and I'd keep walking by him and there. The rubber, the rubber band, band just hanging. yeah, and I'd I'd be like, so what's hanging this morning? And I was making all, all these jokes about it. Oh gosh, that's funny. That's funny. You didn't even notice. <laughs> I don't know why I like to play little, tr- little well, tricks. It's kind of funny. Okay, so here's the update, and this is brand new breaking news. Because what time is it? It just literally happened twenty minutes ago. But HBO Max is launching again on Roku after the device maker and Warner Media bury the hatchet. So it just happened uh, nearly seven months after the streaming service launched. HBO Max will be live on Roku, effective tomorrow. Oh, that's good news for me. I'm a Roku guy. Yeah, Thursday, December 17th. I'm not going to... Okay, so does that mean, explain to the Luddite in the room and all the ones listening, does that mean that it'll appear on your TV like Netflix and Amazon? Yeah, I mean, on my device, I don't know about yours, but you might have to search it and add it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Where, yeah, that's so that's you won't news. have because you have to do this whole process of mirroring, right? Which yeah. I've been I was trying to tell you last week. Yeah, you didn't want. Well, to now I know. Now she knows what the word means. Over as of tomorrow. Yeah. You so look at that the, uh, tomorrow. The flight you, attendant. Yep. So HBO tomorrow. I love this. I feel like I'm breaking did worldwide they, global news. Did they make a deal? Like, was was there like some dispute, money dispute yeah, or well, something? Of course, yeah, they was, reached yeah. an agreement for the distribution of HBO Max and also on Roku platform. All the heat that they were getting from everybody about the fact that HBO Max is the worst streaming service because of how you have. Well, to here's do it. let me just tell you the rest of it. Warner Media was looking to nail down a pact with Roku as the last major distribution platform for HBO Max ahead of the day-to-day premiere of Wonder Woman 1984 yeah. starring Gail Gadot okay. on December 25th. So it's starting tomorrow. So that's great news for people of Roku. Gosh, that was like a, a month-long process for us to figure out how to watch it. Oh, now we're age. going back to it's on what yes. people wanted to watch it on anyway. So <laughs> right. mystery solved. We'll be right back.